Therapy Chat Podcast, Episode 45. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's Laura Reagan, LCSWC, with today's episode. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash therapy chat. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today my guest is a friend and colleague, Dr. Samantha Rodman. Dr. Samantha Rodman, aka Dr. Psych Mom, is a clinical psychologist originally from Brooklyn, New York, and now practicing in Maryland. She and I are neighbors. She has two books. Her first book, How to Talk to Kids About Your Divorce, is available at all major bookstores. And her second book, 52 Emails to Transform Your Marriage, will be published in fall 2016. You can follow Dr. Psych Mom on Twitter at Dr. Psych Mom and on Facebook. And you can find her online at www.drpsychmom.com. I wanted Samantha to come on and talk for our practice building series here on Therapy Chat because she has a very successful blog, which has led to opportunities to publish on numerous websites and even has contributed to her receiving book deals. So those of you who are therapists and are thinking about how you can get your message out to more people and help grow your practice, but also help more people get answers and reduce stigma around mental health and help seeking, you're going to want to listen to this interview because Samantha talks about how she fits in time to blog regularly, prolifically, even with three little kids, has a busy practice and how she found time to write two books and why it makes a difference. So I think you're going to love this interview She's funny and 
irreverent. I really enjoy talking with her. So I hope you'll enjoy my interview with Dr. Samantha Rodman, a.k.a. Dr. Psych Mom. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Today, my guest on Therapy Chat is Dr. Samantha Rodman, who you all may know as Dr. Psych Mom. Samantha, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Laura. I'm so glad you could do it. It's hard for you to squeeze these types of things in, I know, because you have a super busy life. Yes, I have three kids, two, four, and six, and I have my private practice and my writing. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to interview you for the series on practice building is because you are a mom, you're in private practice, and you have a super successful blog, and you're an author. So um, I'm hoping you can talk about just how you do all that and, and maybe share some tips about making time and being efficient in, in that, because I see you are very efficient. Thank you. I sometimes <laughs> I don't feel as efficient, but thank you. I get that from people. <laughs> well, as I recall our first in-person meeting um, in a coffee shop and you had your computer and, you know, in between us talking, you were typing and, you know, <laughs> you were like eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You just had, you had it all going on. You're like a, you know, like a one man band. <laughs> <laughs> So I see you constantly um, posting on your blog, and I know I always say that to you, like I just don't know how you do it. But before we talk more about that, can you just kind of give a little bit more information about yourself, your practice, and um, your books and your blog? Yeah, so I have a private practice near Annapolis, Maryland. And I like to work with adults and couples, and I also do Skype and online. So I have clients everywhere. And I have two books. Well, I have one book out now, How to Talk to Your Kids About Your Divorce. That was published by Adams Media this past year. And then in the fall, I have a book I'm really excited about, 52 Emails to Transform Your Marriage. That's being published by New Harbinger, and that is... I take people through prompts, email prompts, to exchange emails with their partner, with their wife or their husband, over the course of a year, or else you could just do however many emails you want, but to talk about deeper level topics than you would talk about in general. And that's for people who don't have maybe the time, money, or inclination for couples counseling, but they feel like their marriage could use a little boost, and they don't really have time to sit down and chat or the direction to know which way, what to talk about when you sit down and chat. So I'm excited about that. And my blog, as you said, is Dr. Psych Mom. And that uh, is syndicated frequently on the Huffington Post. So I also have that going on as well. Yeah, and don't I see it also in the Washington Post or other articles that you write? Yes, I've been in the Washington Post and Scary Mommy, Babel, Psych Central, yeah, Modern Mom, a whole bunch of, of magazines and uh, online sites. It's, I mean, really, all kidding aside, I know I always like, sort of joke about the way you crank out so much stuff, but I mean, really, it's it's very inspiring because, you know, all of us therapists who are trying to get our message out to a wider audience, um, 
aspire to do what you're doing just to be able to reach that many people. I think it's amazing. Thank you. Thanks so much, Laura. (laughs) So um, what can you share about how you juggle all of that? How do you make time between, you know, especially with having such a young child at home? I know you spend a lot of time. I mean, I really see, because we know each other personally, how you carve out time for working and the rest of the time you're with your kids. And, you know, it's very tight. Yeah, well, the thing for me is as soon as I had kids, I basically stopped procrastinating because there was really no time for that. <laughs> there, that really yeah. didn't seem to, to be useful in any way. I love what I do. I mean, I'm lucky. I love doing therapy, and I love writing. I love my blog. I love doing the social media. So when other people might be just going on social media to go on it, I'm doing it for my blog, and I don't consider that to be you know, any sort of a burden, or if I could do Skype sessions or go back out to my practice after my kids go to sleep, I look forward to that. So I really think that especially with young kids, work is is more fun a lot of the time than the drudgery of, of young kids. I do love hanging out with my kids, of course, but with work, you get immediate positive reinforcement. You know, I mean, your session usually goes goes kind of well. Writing, you get positive feedback. I mean, I think that for moms, focusing on work can be a way to get a lot of positive reinforcement and to feel like your days are, are productive, not just in that you kept your kids alive and happy, but also productive for you, for, for yourself outside of being a mom. Yeah. Intellectually stimulating and rewarding and, you know, that you may get, um, a lot of gratification when your kids are 25 years old and they're starting great careers and you're like, I'm so proud. But <laughs> with, with, uh, therapy sessions and the writing, it's, you're getting kind of real time feedback that you're doing something that matters. Yeah. And I think that that's energizing and it brings back some energy to my kids that I personally wouldn't have if I didn't go out and do something except be with them you know, during the day. And also a lot of the way that I set up my life allows me to be, um, to go back and forth quickly. Like a lot of things I do is on the internet. So if the children are doing something, I do check the blog, I can write something. I mean, I don't edit. I just, I just write (laughs) my blog posts are fairly unedited. So I just, when I get a question, a reader question, I write, I respond the same as I would if I was on the phone, but it's just written and so far so good. I don't think anybody expects, you know, Proust from my blog post, but, you know, I think it's my personality and it's candor and that's what is responded to by my readers. Yeah, it seems like people love it. And, um, I mean, as I think about what you're saying, how you can just switch gears so quickly, that's hard. Like for me, I have to I have to put myself into the mindset to focus on what I want to say. I don't know. I mean, I guess if I were like talking with you at a party and I was talking about something therapy related, it would just come right out. But it seems like when I'm shift, I shift gears from working to, to personal life. And for me, it's a more time consuming, like I need a little more time and space to switch into my professional role. Do you find that? 
I mean, I would like to have that, but the reality <laughs> is I don't have that right now. So for me, it's kind of go, go, go. And any minute that I have is a minute that I like to take because I think of it like right now when my kids are young, I'm building up something that then when they're in school, I would have even more time to focus on and I would be happy for anything that I got done now. So I'm kind of taking the long-term view and kind of putting it in a little bit where I can here and there. And, you know, sometimes I only see clients during the mornings and the evenings. So I'm with my kids every afternoon and also two mornings during the week. And so I really do have to switch gears pretty quick. I, the client leaves and I'm right out to preschool pickup. <laughs> I mean, most, most working moms, I think, feel that way that they don't have really any time unless it's the drive in between the pickup or the drop off and work. And then even while they're at work, they're thinking about the kid and fielding calls. It is really tough, you know, right now. I don't know right now, but especially if you don't have a lot of support or it's just you. I think a lot of women are in my situation where they have a lot of things to juggle and they're just using up every minute. That's interesting. Now that you say it like that, it's funny how I think back when I had, I only have two kids and they're two years apart, but when I had like a five-year-old and a three-year-old and I was in school full-time and working full-time and also volunteering and, you know, trying to be a really involved mom and so I did the same thing. I just went from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing, and that was just what I did. Yeah, you just get rid of all the other things, <laughs> like, like you know, doing anything for leisure or hobbies. I mean, work has to turn into the hobby, I feel like, when you have young kids, and and that's that's how you get it done. I, I feel very lucky that I enjoy what I do, and if I did not enjoy what I did, I don't think I would have so much enthusiasm, and that's why I think it's so important that people figure out what exactly they're going to love for a career, you know, because you can't, you can't beat that when you really love what you're doing. That's true. So did you expect your blog to be so popular and for your, you know, to get the opportunities to write books when you were kind of trying to make the best use you could of your extra time as a mom, you know, kind of putting that framework into place, like you said, would you have expected it to be this popular? No, not, I didn't expect it to be anything. What happened basically was that my son weaned. No, did he wean? No, he started to sleep through the night by himself. At nine months before that he had been in my bed and so basically when he was in my bed I had to nurse him all night and then like crab walk upstairs with him nursing to go to sleep <laughs> in my bed <laughs> so I didn't have an extra second really physically without a baby at all ever plus my other two you know I had three kids under three and a half when he was born so then they had mm. the other two but as soon as he could sleep without me and I had a couple extra seconds then I thought I should probably build my practice because it was at that point that I thought I should leave my group practice and I should go out on my own because it, financially it didn't make sense. And I really, I'm the sort of person who likes to do things my own, my own way, <laughs> it's my own schedule, all that. So in order to market my private practice, I decided to make a little blog. And I honestly always liked to write until graduate school. And then when I was writing my dissertation and all that, I just hated it. So I guess I assumed that I, I had started to hate writing in adulthood. But then when I, I started writing my blog and I started to write things that I enjoyed again, I was like, oh, right, I remember high school and college. I always liked to write. 
So it, so then it started to be fun, and I just thought it would be a little marketing tool for my website, um, which was drsamantharodman.com. That's still my uh, professional site. But when I started to write, I was like, oh, this is fun. So then just on a whim, I submitted something to Scary Mommy, which is a fairly big, you know, funny mom site. And mm. it got accepted. And I was just shocked. I was so shocked. It was midnight when I got the email. And I was just, I just got right back up and I edited it until like 3 a.m. And I was just so thrilled that they took it. And then once they took it, um, then I looked at their readership and I started to make friends online because the blogging community is really supportive. And, you know, I don't have time to make very many in-person friends, as you see. Like I was like multitasking when you and I met. So, <laughs> but the blogging community on Facebook and on Scary Mommy, everybody's so nice. And so I kind of got into it, and they published my first article, and it got shared like, I don't know, like 100,000 times or something. It was crazy. Oh, my gosh. And it was nuts. I was so happy. I was watching the numbers go up for this little funny article I wrote that I thought was nothing much. And then I started to submit to Huffington Post. I did that three times before I got in. And with Huffington Post, once you're in, you're in. So mm -hmm. then you get to submit as many times as you want, and if, and they read your stuff every time. So every time I submit something now, I get it in. So that, so between Scary Mommy and Huffington Post, that was great. Then I submitted to Washington Post, I got in. It was honestly very surprising. And then my, my big coup was I got something in the New York Times. I pitched that woman, KJ Delantonia at the New York Times. I pitched her like weekly. It was, I was like making, it was like a joke. Like I would write to her and I'd be like, it's me again, here's another idea. <laughs> So thankfully, she's a very nice person, and eventually, I think because she felt for me, I got a little, I got a little article in the, um, in the motherlode section, and that was it. That was the turning point because that I instinctively knew that that would be a game changer. Not that it ever happened again or ever will that I get into the times, but at that point, somebody called me from Adams Media and said, "We want you to write a book. We saw you in the New York Times." And I thought, I knew that would happen, right? <laughs> so then when they offered me a book contract, so that's how I got my first book contract, how to talk to your kids about your divorce. And then from all my social media stuff, um, I got somebody on Twitter from New Harbinger followed me, and he asked me to write a book. So that was my second book. So that's how that stuff happened. It was all very... It built on itself, but once I once I got into Scary Mommy, that's when I really went hardcore. Like every extra second, I was writing, like every second. Like I stopped doing the laundry in my house. My husband had to start doing it. I didn't mention it or anything, but we wouldn't have had laundry otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I really, if I wasn't parenting, if I wasn't actively had my hands on a child, I was writing at that point, or with a client. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Therapists, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used Therapy Notes for six years, and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is, if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. 
And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. When you first told me that story about the New York Times, I was I was amazed. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't have known that getting an article into the New York Times, which I understand is super hard, but that that would be something that would make someone take notice and say, we want you to write a book. I mean, that's pretty yeah, incredible. I think I'm really in the right. I, I mean, all of us therapists, we are in the right place at the right time. The world is excited about therapy right now. I mean, it's an amazing time to be a therapist. If you say you're a therapist, all of a sudden people listen. It's the most wonderful thing. I mean, when I'm writing, I wouldn't get half of the opportunities I had if it wasn't Dr. Samantha Rodman. I'm not fooling myself that I'm some sort of wonderful writer, but people are interested in the perspective of a therapist. I mean, every like therapy is losing a lot of its stigma. You see with your podcast, people are so interested in therapy. It's, it's just a great time for our field. There's so much less um, bad feelings and shame around seeking help for mental health. Everybody... So many people are more open to couples work. It's almost a badge of honor. Like if you're working on your marriage to go to a couples counselor, it's really a great time, especially for young people. College mental health services are exploding. I mean, school counseling. It's great. It's the opposite of where it used to be like, you know, just a generation ago. That's such a positive perspective. And, you know, we're recording this in May, Mental Health Month, so... No stigma. I love it. You're you're really a cheerleader for therapy right now. And I mean, I like what you said about couples therapy being a badge of honor. It should be a badge of honor because that shows that people are really committed to making their relationship as strong as possible. Yeah. I mean, I speak to so many people and people are more open with me, sure, because they know I'm a therapist. But still, I mean, years ago when we were young, like if, if you heard that a couple you know, like uh, your parents' friends were in couples counseling. That would be thought of as like weird and bad. Now people just mention it. Like people say, oh yeah, a couple of years ago we saw a therapist or we're seeing a therapist right now. I think that's so great, you know, and it's something so great to model for your children that your relationship, you know, people do tell their children, mommy and daddy are going to see the therapist. I mean, I, at first I was surprised when I was in private practice at how open people are. They would tell me, oh, I tell my boss, it's my day for therapy or, you know, my mother-in-law's watching the kids because she knows I go to therapy or she knows we go to therapy. I just think it's great. I mean, the more focus that people put on their mental health, the better. Exactly. There's, we don't have to do it alone. I mean, you know, when you have struggles that you are finding that you've exhausted all the resources to figure it out on your own, you need someone to walk along with you. That's what therapy can do. And then you go back to, once you work through that, you go back to handling things your way. Yeah. And, you know, I also think that speaking of the writing, that is also something that was really appealing to me as a blog writer is that there are of course people that don't have the time or the money, or they have three kids under three and a half, like I did or something, and they can't get to a therapist. And for those people, I wanted to write about therapy in an accessible way such that they could maybe understand more of their situation or, of course, the reader questions that I answer. 
you know, those help people, not just the reader that I'm answering, but also people who have similar situations. So in general, I'm very pro getting any sort of mental health help or access to anybody, even if they can't get to a therapist, then I think maybe at least they could consult or they could read or they could listen or something. Yeah. And I think it's a good way to help people even understand, you know, what I'm going through. I'm not alone. And this is something that therapy could help me with versus just kind of thinking like I'm this screwed up person. I'm always going to be this way and not realizing how it can make a difference to go to therapy because we do tend to have those beliefs that we're just supposed to handle our problems on our own. And some people will say that asking for help is a sign of weakness, but you know, I think it's a sign of strength personally. Yeah, definitely. And everybody thinks their problems are so bad and so screwed up. And so many times clients say to me, I'm sure to you, no, you've never heard anything like this before, or I'm really crazy. I'm sure I'm your craziest client. You know, people have a lot of of feelings that they are bad and damaged and uniquely terrible and, you know, going to therapy, reading about therapy, listening, anything can help people understand that they're not alone, you know, can really, can, that could really be a game changer to realize that your behaviors have been experienced by other people and they came out okay. And, you know, it, it's just a big, a big deal not to feel isolated. I agree. So Samantha, um, Let's talk about your newest book because you you talked a little bit about it already, but it's um, email prompts and, you know, kind of you're talking about how so many people just really don't have time or can't make time or don't have money to do therapy. How is your new book helping? Okay, so my real my new book I'm excited about because it is. I love to email. Obviously, I love to write because I, you know, my blog and everything. And people love to text. They love to email. And so a lot of things that you talk about with your significant other, people are very shy to talk about them in person. And they like to have the time to sit down and write something out and get it out onto an email and send it and then get a response. Usually there is one person in a relationship that thinks and speaks quicker than the other person. And so within, you know, sessions or even just conversations, usually the woman is saying, and what do you think about that? And what about this? And what about that? And the man is basically sitting there. Usually the man, I don't mean to generalize. Sometimes the woman is sitting there like, oh my God, I don't know what to say. She obviously wants me to say something. I can't think, what does she want again? You know, so my book is hoping that, if both partners can take their time and write their true thoughts about something, some topic that's going to be useful to making them feel closer, then that's better than sitting there feeling under pressure during manda- mandated chats or, you know, even couples counseling where frequently one partner does feel less uh, into it and less good at it than the other. So I take couples through 52 different emails, and some of them are really positive, designed to rekindle your feelings of closeness, like, what did you like about me when we first met? What do you remember about our wedding day? Um, When did you realize that I was the one for you? What are you attracted to? 
in me, things like that. And of course, responding about how you feel about the other person. And some of them are designed to tackle other issues like what do you think we could improve with our parenting? What do you wish we could improve with communication? But everything is very detailed so that even somebody who's never even thought about marital issues or gone to a counselor, somebody who has no psychological um, background would be able to write out these emails, which are only supposed to be a couple of paragraphs, and to exchange them with a partner. And this is based off of things I do in my practice where I have people write to each other and frequently, especially about topics that make people feel awkward like sex and like, you know, bad memories, infidelity, lots of things people... People struggle to talk about them in person, whether it's because they feel awkward and shy or whether it's because things lead to explosive fights or various other reasons. And writing can be a really powerful tool to help people get out their feelings in and of itself and then also to share them with your partner in a way that gives them the time to process it and to respond thoughtfully. I like that because I'm imagining how in a, you know, a conversation that's really intense, um, sometimes one person gets really emotionally flooded and just can't access what they'd like to say. They can't really access that loving, deep longing for connection with the other person because they're just sort of freezing and the other person takes it as, you know, you don't remember anything about our wedding day or you don't, you don't, you can't think of anything that you love about me, you know, things like that. And it's, it's really a misunderstanding that the, the person who's just frozen doesn't know, you know, they're trying, but they're, they just can't process yeah, but it that's that just moment. not their, their language. They need a lot more time and space to think about it. And the and part that I really liked writing, especially in my book, that took me kind of almost no time at all because it was something I, I was just so, it just flowed so well, was I have an example email for every single prompt. So not my clients, but just kind of amalgams of clients, friends, myself, everybody. I have a little pair of what a response, what an email, what emails from two people doing my book would look like for each of the 52 emails so that people could kind of see what these would look like. And I think that that would be helpful in understanding where kind of how this would look in a real relationship, whether you're talking about feeling betrayed by somebody, whether you're talking about wanting more or less physical contact, whether you're talking about in-laws, whether you're talking about how you communicate, how you celebrate holidays, anything. That's a great idea. And I think that your book is going to be really accessible to a lot of people. I mean, I can see people picking it up who aren't even in any kind of real distress in their marriage, but just wanting to improve closeness and try something different to deepen the conversation. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping is just not for people who are actively in crisis or anything, but all the way ranging from people who are in crisis down to people who maybe are very happy and just feel like they would like to know a little bit more about each other or even people that are curious, like, what would it be like if we did have the time to go to couples counseling, or if we did have the time just to talk every day for an hour, many couples don't. I was originally kind of targeting this for couples with, you know, very busy lives, young kids, whatnot. But then as I was writing it, I realized it's almost every couple nowadays, you know, that feels like they don't have enough time to connect, you know, because couples even without kids, there's that's two career couples, they, they have their lives that are 
super busy and hectic as well. There's rarely a couple that I talk to at any age that says, oh, yeah, we hang out all the time. We have so much time to talk, and I feel completely satisfied with our level of connection. Nobody really says that. It's a very hectic world. Yeah, it is. We stay busy pretty much every waking moment. Yeah, as I was saying earlier, as I do. (laughs) So so it's really important to make the time, and I thought that this would be kind of a fun way. You know, if you get an email during the day, it usually makes somebody's day, especially if it's not something like, you know, Bank of America says your bill is due. You know, that's the emails that you usually get. If you get a nice email from a spouse, that could really brighten your spirits, even if you did it once a week, even if you did it once a month, even if you did it, you know, once. It would would still be a nice thing to remember. And then you can go back and read it. Whereas couples counseling sessions, often somebody will say the nicest thing. I'll, I'll see one spouse say the nicest thing to the other one. And if the other one just had like an emotional you know, moment, they don't even remember it in the next session. I'm like, oh, remember when he said how this and that? And the person's like, no, he didn't say it like that. You have no record. It's extremely frustrating. Whereas if it's written down, then you can go back and reread it and you could say, oh, right, right. This is this person loves me. Look what they wrote here. Mm, that's a nice idea. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm sure that your book is going to be a huge hit. And in the interest of time, we'll go ahead and wrap up, but where can people find everything you're doing if you can give your website info? So my website is drpsychmom.com, D-R-P-S-Y-C-H-M-O-M.com, and that has the info on on my private practice site, which is also drsamantharodman.com, and again, I do online Skype phone counseling as well as anybody who's near the Maryland area. I'm always, uh, I'm, I'm open to working with new clients right now. And my books are going to be available at all major booksellers, Amazon, everything. How to Talk to Your Kids About Your Divorce is available now. And then my 52 Emails to Transform Your Marriage is going to be out in November. But before that, you could buy it in October. So I'm super excited about that. Awesome. Well, thank you for carving out a few minutes to talk to me today on Therapy Chat so people can get inspired about how you're making it all work. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun to talk, and thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Dr. Samantha Rodman, a.k.a. Dr. Psych Mom, and that you got inspired to do some blogging and writing so that you can get a book deal or find other ways to reduce stigma. And if you're someone who's thinking about starting therapy, I hope listening to this episode might help you realize that you're not alone. For you, the listeners of Therapy Chat Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I can personally recommend a book that fits with today's episode about writing and the difficulty of trying to write a book or write blog posts, the book Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Laura Reagan. I'm an LCSWC, independently licensed social worker in Maryland, and I practice outside of Baltimore working with survivors of trauma. My particular practice is focused on working with people who have experienced childhood trauma, usually related to physical, sexual, or emotional abuse and neglect. 
I'm extremely passionate about my work, and you've probably heard me talk about it on my podcast, Therapy Chat. Over the now 14 years that I've been working with survivors of trauma, starting in 2002 when I was a volunteer with the Sexual Assault Crisis Center, I've come to discover that this is extremely rewarding work. It's so valuable and important. And at the same time, I say this to clients all the time, trauma is disconnection. What that means to me is when you've experienced trauma, it affects you. And we as therapists who work with survivors of trauma are also affected by hearing traumatic stories. We're witnessing with our clients what they've been through. And it is a beautiful, sacred privilege to be able to witness people's most terrifying and horrifying moments of their lives as told in therapy sessions. It's something I want to continue to do for the next 40 years. At the same time, for my clients, trauma is disconnection. They feel disconnected from themselves. They feel disconnected in their relationships. And our work together helps them get connected back with themselves so they can be more connected in relationships. We trauma therapists can often feel the same way. We become disconnected from ourselves. That means we're not taking care of ourselves the way we need to so we can be well and continue to do our work for years to come, not to mention just having a wonderful, fulfilling, meaningful life filled with rich, loving, deep relationships. Oftentimes, trauma therapists find that we feel isolated. We don't feel connected with our coworkers, our supervisors. Sometimes the only people we feel connected with are our clients. So realizing that and having experienced it myself off and on throughout the 14 years I've done this work, I decided to create a trauma therapist community. I did this because I realized it was something that I was looking for. And it's kind of hard to explain what it is because it's different from anything else I've seen. I hope maybe that it isn't the only group like this, but it's the only one I know of. So the trauma therapist community is groups online and in person. In-person groups are for people who live in the local area and can travel to my office in Severna Park, Maryland. And online groups are for people anywhere. I'm calling them clinical consultation groups, and they are, but the focus of these groups is the effects of doing this work on us as therapists. Identifying the effects, preventing the effects, using strategies, supporting one another to overcome the effects of secondary traumatic stress or exposure to trauma through our work because we're trying to prevent burnout. So this community includes a private secret Facebook group only for members It's time limited so we can have a container and I may change that because if people really like it and feel that it's of value, then we may want to keep it open. But for the initial launch of this trauma therapist community, it begins in September 2016 and continues through January 2017. At that time, I'll see how the response has been and I may reopen it or modify what I'm offering. But for now, this will be a community where we can gather on Facebook and we have space for clinical consultation. The groups will be divided into newer and more experienced clinicians because I know that 
clinicians who have been working with trauma survivors for 20 years may feel their needs aren't being met if they're in a group with people who've just started and have more questions about trauma therapy skills and presentations. So I want to make it a space where everyone feels their needs are being met. We're supporting one another. You may be listening to this and thinking, is this for me? I'm not sure. So I kind of thought about some characteristics of someone who would benefit from this. And this is what I came up with. You might feel discouraged, but you're still hopeful. You're open to being creative and considering new ideas. You're passionate about helping your clients. You may not be the greatest at taking care of yourself and you want to get better at that. You like to learn. You love talking about our work. You want a space where you can share clinical information, but the main thing you need is community. If this sounds like you, please visit www.lauraregan.lcswc.com slash join or go to that website and click on Trauma Therapist Community. I welcome you and I would love to have you there. And remember, please visit iTunes to subscribe, leave a rating and review, and download episodes. Thanks. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Thank you for listening to the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, visit Laura's website at www.lauraregan.com. LCSWC.com.